Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name is Scott Jennison. I'm the Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers. Yes, welcome back, everybody. It's Melinda Jennison here, Managing Director at Streamline Property Buyers. We're really excited to be bringing you some more information around Brisbane. And specifically today, we're going to be looking at something that we use quite often when we're advising clients around suburb selection or location selection within a suburb. And that's looking at crime. We're going to take a deep dive into some of the suburbs where Um, the number of offences that have been recorded in the last 12 months is much, much higher. And also those suburbs where the number of offences is much, much lower. I think it gives property buyers a snapshot view of the location that they're looking to invest their money in. And I think that's relevant whether you are a property investor or an owner-occupier. You really want to understand the suburb and of course, there are many locations across uh, capital city markets and and also in regional areas where you're going to get more concentrated crime than in other areas. So today we're really going to unpack it all and um, hopefully help you understand a little bit more about Brisbane. Yeah. So it, it as Melinda touched on, when, when it comes to selection of the properties, obviously these, this is something that we look at. Um, not only do we look at things like when we do our selection criteria, but we, we look at the crime maps. We also take into account obviously our local knowledge of certain areas so you know our local knowledge here knowing certain areas and and when we talk about when we go through some of these suburbs we're not talking about all of the suburb Mm -hmm. there could be some areas and pockets in that suburb that could be um come up on the crime maps higher than others um and, and that you don't sort of put the whole suburb i guess in there together but you know those little areas within pockets and pockets it's like anywhere else in in other cities um we wouldn't know it in other cities obviously because we don't live there um, but in Brisbane, we know it quite well. Um, this is just one of the tools that we use. And, and it's a good insight for people to understand that because when we're looking at property, it wants to be desirable. You want people and families to want to live there. And that's what makes the property um, a good purchase as well. That's right. So when we look at the volume of crime in a specific location, what we're actually studying or what objective information we can rely upon is the information that is supplied in online crime maps. Now, within these tools that are available for the public to access, you can actually search by a suburb level. uh, So you can search any suburb throughout Queensland on the Queensland online crime maps. um, And you can monitor the number of offences that have occurred in that specific suburb over a certain period of time. Now, for the purpose of today's podcast, the timeframe that we've chosen is 12 months. Another shout out to Pauline over in the Philippines who works very closely with our team at Streamline Property Buyers because she's been the one that has collated this data yet again to provide you with these insights. So huge shout out to thank and thank you to Pauline for pulling this all together. Love your work, Pauline. And just so we know um, some of the things that we look at. So so in the, in the crimes, to give you a bit of an idea, we're talking about things like assault, um, robbery, um, offences, Un- unlawful entry, mm-hmm. um, arson, um, fraud, drug offences, trespassing, uh, weapon offences, um, traffic related. There's a whole range of things that you can actually put on there. And as you as you you can actually filter this when you do your searches as well. Um, so there's a whole range, as you can see, uh, of the things that are actually involved in these searches as well. 
And just for the purposes of transparency, we have not um, narrowed down the focus to any specific category. We are looking at the total number of offences over the full 12-month period. Um, I will also note that the exact numbers that we're going to quote do change day by day. So at the time of recording, these numbers are accurate. Uh, but if you're going to look at on any online crime maps yourself, you might notice that some of these numbers are slightly different because the count changes every single day on an annual basis. So you can actually filter by date range. Um, I will say also you can filter in these online crime maps by the type of offence. So if you're especially worried about any uh, recorded unlawful entries um, in a particular neighbourhood, you can search for um, a period of time dating back, um, you know, three months, six months, 12 months, even longer to determine whether the street that you're buying within has had any recorded offences in terms of uh, break and enter or drug use um, or drug offences or fraud, et cetera. So it's a really useful tool for you as a property buyer, whether you are a home buyer or an investor to really understand a neighbourhood. And it's certainly a tool that we frequently use for our clients to provide uh, very tailored advice. Also, I, I guess another thing to touch on as we go through, and we'll jump into these suburbs straight away, but um, is to taking into account um, the actual area itself. So whether there's shopping centres in the area, the density, if it's high density, um, if it's it's if it's low residential, um, if it's rural, and also the population. So mm -hmm. that will have a massive impact on the numbers as well. So the, the bigger the area, obviously the bigger the suburbs, more population, that could change it from a smaller rural area pardon me, where there's, where there's less population in the area as well. Yeah, that's a good point. And the disclaimer here is that, you know, we are looking at the raw data and we have not um, repurposed this data in any way. We're simply looking at the suburbs that have the greatest number of offences recorded over the last 12 months and the suburbs that have the smallest number of offences recorded over the same period of time. So absolutely, there's certain things uh, that are relative to each suburb that will influence that raw data, but we haven't in any way manipulated this data. We're simply reporting on the raw information. So let's jump into it. Um, if we start with the, I, I guess if we start at the the top, the highest crime area, um, and, and we work our way back down through. So um, we do have about 15 in, in each category um, where we've gone from the highest um, number of offences in the last 12 months. So the first one off the top is Upper Mount Gravatt, mm -hmm. um, where there's a total of 2,541. That's right. So this is the suburb that has recorded the greatest volume or the greatest number of crimes uh, throughout all of Greater Brisbane. Now, for those that know Brisbane, Upper Mount Gravatt um, incorporates the shopping centre uh, at Mount Gravatt, and it also incorporates a lot of higher density unit development sites as well. So uh, when we get a little bit more granular, we can actually see that a lot of the offences have been uh, reported in and around the shopping centre precinct, which again is a very interesting trend. Um, and it's something that we will always look at when we are looking at these, the raw data um, at a suburb level. So Upper Mount Gravatt um, is the suburb at the time of recording that has reported the highest number of offences over the last 12 months. And that's Upper Mount Gravatt for those that aren't local. Um, it's on the south side, um, slight southeast, I guess, more, more probably almost directly south from the city. Um, coming in 
on the next um, highest area, which is almost the opposite direction, I guess, if you're looking from the city, for those that, again, aren't local to Brisbane, um, compared to Alpha Magravat, if you head to the north of the city and we're talking a, a similar type of profit place location, um, Chermside, which is obviously shopping centre um, and high density as well. So Chermside comes in at 2,478 offences. Yeah, so the number two suburb for crime across the last 12 months here in Brisbane is Chermside. As Scott's pointed out, a lot of those medium density developments, so a lot of unit development, um, much more densely populated area of Brisbane. And again, when we get a little bit more granular at that suburb level, we can see that a lot of the crimes that have been reported in this suburb are happening in and around the Chermside Shopping Centre precinct, um, the big Westfield uh, shopping centre there. So it is really important for listeners to understand that, you know, some of these crime hotspots can be very concentrated within the suburb, but we are reporting on suburb level data as a whole. So um, yeah, Chermside coming in at number two. And number three, um, 2,360 offences, Logan Central down in the south. Yes, local, Logan Central is a suburb in the Logan um, City Shire Council. So the first two suburbs, Upper Mount Gravatt and Chermside, are both in the Brisbane City Council region. Um, as Scott has pointed out, Logan Central comes in at number three um, with 2,360 offences. And then number four in the Moreton Bay region, um, Deception Bay. Deception Bay, 2,246 offences. Yeah, and look, Deception Bay is one of those locations uh, we know that um, a lot of people do spruik for, you know, investment property buyers. Um, look, it's not a location that our team have uh, ever recommended properties within because this has become a really important part of our selection criteria for assessing an investment grade location. But um, despite the, you know, capital growth or yield projections, it's important to also get an understanding of who your potential tenant might be and also, uh, you know, how safe an area might be to live in because that can also influence uh, the demographic of who will want to live in that location. So Deception Bay coming in in number four spot. Number five, uh, heading to the a bit to the west, um, bit of an industrial area actually quite close to this this area. So Inala comes in at number five, um, 2,113. There is a, quite a bit of industrial area at that um, area, Richlands and that area, um, which is, is quite um, big in industrial. And Anala again, is a British Brisbane City Council suburb. So um, three of the top five suburbs being Brisbane City Council region suburbs, one from Logan, one from Moreton Bay. I will say also that um, Anala is on the outskirts of the Brisbane City Council region. So um, it's also much lower density area compared to the likes of Upper Mount Gravatt and Chermside. So you don't get the same um, higher density unit developments in Inala. It's it's all low density, single and double story houses only. Number six, uh, Woodridge. Uh, Woodridge has 2,080 offences. And Woodridge um, back down to the south in the Logan City Council region um, and not far behind Woodridge, you've got Red Bank Plains and actually Red Bank Plains is over in the Ipswich City Council region um, at 2,032 crimes reported in the last 12 months. Followed up closely uh, by Browns Plains in number eight, 2,023 offences. Yeah, Browns Plains back down in the Logan City Council region. So um, the last three in the 
the next group of five um, have been from both Ipswich and Logan, but it brings us back to number nine place. And um, we're back actually very close to the Brisbane city um, precinct in the central uh, part of the city. And that's Woolloongabba. Now it's really interesting because Woolloongabba has been spruiked very recently because it's going to be home to the Gabba extension, whether that's actually happening now, there's a review underway, but um, this is going to be, the location where the future 2032 Olympic Games um, main stadium is located. And at the moment, um, it is the suburb that's in ninth place in terms of the volume of offences in the last 12 months. And it's recording 2022 offences over a 12-month period. So um, that's, yeah, something that that people need to be aware of if buying in and around that area. A lot of high density in around the Woolloongabba area as well. Certainly is. Um, number 10, Slacks Creek down the south area again, 1,929 offences. That's right. And then um, not far behind Slacks Creek, we've got Kingston, um, again, down in the Logan City Council region um, with 1,754 offences over the last 12 months. So these are all suburbs that um, obviously you can get a more granular understanding if you have a look at those online crime maps to understand whether this crime is spread equally across all of the suburb itself or whether it is centralised into specific pockets within the suburb. And I think if you are a property buyer looking to consider any of these locations um, as a home buyer or as an investor, it's really important to get a snapshot view of the crime that can exist in some of these locations. But let's keep moving on. Number, number 12, Ipswich, obviously in the Ipswich area, um, 1,657 offences. That's right. So Ipswich is a suburb in itself, even though it is also the, the city council region. So that's coming in at number 12 place. Um, a suburb on the Bayside in the Redlands Shire comes in at number 13, and that's Cleveland. So uh, a little bit surprising, some would say, because the population there is more of a retiree population. However, it's coming in at number 13 place with 1,547 crimes reported there within the last 12 months. So um, it's the only Redlands suburb on the top 15 list for crime across all of Greater Brisbane. And number 14, again, another high-density area, um, not far from Woolloongabba, actually, um, just around on the, the south side of the city is West End. West End had 1,534 offences. Yeah, so again, another high-density location, as you pointed out, Scott. Um, as we said, this is the raw data, so we have not made any adjustments for population size or the density of the living, uh, but it does give you a snapshot view of the volume of crime that can exist within the walls of a particular suburb. And rounding it out, number 15 is Goodna, um, 1,531. Yeah, Goodna out in the Ipswich region once again. Um, and yes, that wraps up the top 15 suburbs that have reported the highest levels of crime in Brisbane over the last 12 months. So hopefully that's given you a snapshot view of some of the areas that are worth further investigating if you are looking to purchase, just so that you can understand where the pockets of crime might exist. Um, you, you can actually uh, zoom right into an address to see whether you're you might be living next door to a property where there's been a number of drug offences recorded, for example, or you might be um, in a street where there's been a number of 
unlawful entries recorded in the last 12 months. It will give you an understanding of what that neighbourhood is like without physically visiting that neighbourhood before you even um, drive to the area, before you even step out of your car. So it's a good um, idea to start with the research tools that are available um, and this is something that certainly our team will look at to get an understanding of an area before we visit. So if we jump to the lowest crime areas, um, what we might do here is go from 15 to 1 um, instead of going the opposite direction like we did just then. Um, so if we start at number 15, um, and these are for the lowest amount of crimes, um, keeping in mind the last lot we had, we had 2,000 from a range from 2,541 to 1,531. Um, and if we go from 15 to 1, we've got Chelma. Um, and Chelma is only 136 crime um, reported. Over the last 12 months. Yeah. So Chelma is a location um, in the inner southwestern suburbs of Brisbane, just south of the crossing um, from Indrapilly on the south side of Brisbane. Um, quite an exclusive area. Um, so very low crime numbers reported. Um, it's not a huge suburb by by geographical spread either, and that can influence these results as well. But um, according to the raw data and the number of offences, um, it's the 15th safest suburb, if you wanted to put it that way, um, over the last 12 months across all of Greater Brisbane. Yeah, very low density in Chelmer as well. Um, number 14, 17 Mile Rocks, just a little bit further out than Chelmer. Um, 17 Mile Rocks, 1,000, uh, sorry. Definitely not 1,000. <laughs> 134, I should say. Apologise. 134 offences in the last 12 months for 17 Mile Rocks. Again, in the western suburbs, um, very close to Jindalee. Again, within the Brisbane City Council region. So those living in 17 Mile Rocks, um, certainly living in an area where there's been less crime reported over the last 12 months. Number 13, just on the north side, not far from us, um, is Gordon Park. Gordon Park, 131. Yeah, Gordon Park has a mix of um, low-density homes as well as some low-density units and townhouses, no high-density uh, within that location. Um, again, not a huge suburb by geographical spread, uh, but very low crime, as you can actually see there. And, and again, even in these areas where there's very few incidents reported, very few offences reported over the last 12 months. When you are searching to buy a home in some of these locations or an investment property, getting more granular can really help you to understand whether it's a sprinkling of um, offences that have occurred throughout the entire suburb or whether it's more concentrated to a specific street or even a specific building because sometimes you will find that a block of units might record a lot of crime in a particular location and yet everywhere else um, there's very little crime. So it's important if you're looking to buy across the road from or next door to some of those more concentrated areas that you are aware that offences have occurred very nearby. Yeah. And and this next suburb, Fernie Hills, number 12, again, um, low density in the Fernie Hills area, 128 um, offences recorded. Yeah, and again, um, no units and townhouses in Fernie Hills. Um, it is at the end of the train line to the northwest of the CBD, um, but in the Hills District, so a little bit um, elevated and further away from the Fernie Grove Station, a very low number of incidents recorded, um, very much a family-dominated area as well. So um, not surprising given the demographic who live there, but let's go on to... And sorry, Fernie Hills is a part of the Moreton Bay area. It um, is. For those people, it's the very... It's the most. very southernmost area, um, Fernie Hills, Arana Hills, that sort of area. 
Um, so it is actually part of the Moreton Bay. Yes, that's uh, important to highlight. Uh, moving back into the Brisbane City Council region, so in the um, the first five of the lowest crime locations um, so far, um, four out of the five are within the Brisbane City Council region. So coming in at number 11 place is Nudgee. Uh, so Nudgee is in the northeastern suburbs of Brisbane. Reported crime in the last 12 months, actually it's equal to Fernie Hills at 128 incidents. So very safe location if you're living out at Nudgee as well. Number 10, um, and this is where the the, um, the the rural side of it come in. So I talked about it earlier. So number 10 is Chambers Flats coming with 127 um, offences. Quite a rural area. Yeah, and back in the Logan um, City Council region, so um, low density, uh, very, you know, much smaller population compared to the the available land in those locations as well. So you would expect crime to be lower when you've got fewer people in a particular location. So again, uh, just emphasising this is the raw data, but it does help you to get a snapshot view of the suburbs. So um, coming in in number nine place, we've back on the north side of Brisbane um, in the Brisbane City Council region. It's actually a smaller suburb. So again, um, there can be some data um, animalities in, in relation to this information, but Kalinga. Yeah, Kalinga, tiny little tiny little suburb actually, um, just on the north side there in, in Brisbane. Um, very desirable. A lot of Queenslanders um, in that little area and backs onto some... Uh, Parkland and, and areas you can take walking with the dogs and riding bikes as well. So despite being right next to Parkland um, and right next to the Kedron Brook, 104 offences in Kalinga have been reported over the last 12 months. So very low crime um, compared to some of the surrounding locations. Number eight, um, out to the west a little bit more again, Middle Park is coming in number eight with 100 offences. And Mill Park is, yeah, on the southwestern corridor, um, heading out the Centenary Freeway. So um, very low crime in that area as well. Um, if we keep going out towards um, Ipswich and even beyond, yep. uh, we're going to reach Boona. Now, it is in the Ipswich City Council area, but it's more country than city if you um, want my opinion. 91 crimes um, or 91 offences recorded in the last 12 months. So very safe area if you're living out at Boona. And then number six, um, we've gone out to the out to the the water edge out in Moreton Bay area, Shawncliffe. Shawncliffe had ninety one offences. Yeah, and again another uh, very small suburb. So again, uh, it can be relative to the size of the population and the number of properties or the the square metre area area of the the location. But very low crime in Shawncliffe, as reported by the raw data, uh, with only ninety one offences over the last twelve months. Number five, we're out to the west a bit more again. We're going to Moggle. Um, so Moggle's coming at number five with the least amount of crime or offences reported with eighty two. That's right, and. Um, Following on from Mogul, you've back into the Moreton Bay uh, district in the southernmost areas. You've got the Upper Kedron, the suburb of Upper Kedron. In fact, it's in the Brisbane City Council region. 61 offences in the last 12 months reported in Upper Kedron. So a relatively new area, um, still building a lot of new estates out in that particular location. But yeah, 61 offences recorded over the last 12 months, a very low crime in that particular location. And then top three. Top three. So number three in the Moreton Bay area, mm. Kashmir. Kashmir comes in 53 offences. That's right. Pretty safe at Kashmir. Again, it's more acreage living, so large lot living. 
uh, potentially there can be some association with that because it's it's not as densely populated. Uh, but yeah, very a country style of living, very close to suburbia, only 53 offences, so very low crime. And a very sort of similar sort of area, um, people would probably argue that, I suppose, in some ways. But um, Brookfield, um, which is out to the west, very sort of, um, it's it's more of a, I, I sort of look at it as a bit of a rural country sort of living near the city. Mm. Um, I did see a fellow um, that I know from the local area, went. they went bush bike riding um, and they actually had their coffee out there at the near the showground at the coffee shop. Um, it's a long way to go for a ride. Um, but, um, yeah, beautiful area out there at Brookfield, um, the, the showgrounds, and it is very, it has that rural feeling to, to it as well. Only 44 offences in Brookfield. In the last 12 months. So, yeah, really... Um, low crime area, very safe living in that particular location. So winding up our list, which suburb has made the top of the list in terms of the the fewest reported crimes over the last 12 months? I wonder if you can guess. Well, if you're on your way out to Brookfield to get that coffee, like I talked about, to have a look at the showground, you could stop into Kenmore Hills. Kenmore Hills um, only reported 34 offences in the last 12 months. So Kenmore Hills um, hits the jackpot in terms of the lowest crime suburb in all of Greater Brisbane in the time frame of 12 months up to the time of this recording. So um, it's really interesting to run through the suburbs. And of course, our team have tracked this for every suburb across Brisbane, but not only have we tracked the the total number of offences, we can divide those, um, those offences into, you know, high-grade offences, things like, you know, assault or robbery, things like that, um, even looking at unlawful entry to get an understanding as to whether the, there's a lot of break-ins in the, the area or in the street um, that we're looking to buy. These sorts of things can really help to form a picture and draw a picture of what we're actually going to be um, looking at for a particular client. And of specific interest is is drug offences. What we don't want to be doing is um, purchasing any properties where we know that there's been a series of serial drug, offense, drug offences nearby because it can indicate that there's some instability within that neighbourhood that we need to be aware of. Certainly, you know, I'm a mum, got three boys ourselves. I would want to know that I'm buying into a safe neighbourhood if I am purchasing a family home. Equally, if I was a renter, I would want to know that I'm going to be renting a property in a neighborhood that's going to be safe and where my children can grow up in a very safe environment. You can see why these types of uh, numbers, monitoring the number of offenses at a suburb level over time can really help to shape the types of locations that I would want to be living in and the types of locations that I would prefer to avoid. We all want to live in a safe environment um, and we all want to ensure that our family are protected. So there are resources that are available to you that you can access should you wish to do so um, to try and find this information online. So it, it gives you a bit of an outlook there, some of the things that we do, and that's what we wanted to share today, just to, to show to talk to people about some of the things that we do look at. Um, we don't just look at the properties and have a look at the house and, you know, do the land values and that sort of thing. We look at, we get right into the nitty gritty and we start to look at these sort of crime maps um, and, and make sure it is a desirable place where people want to live. So there's a lot of information um, that we do behind the scenes. We thought we'd share that today for our listeners to uh, get an understanding of just one of the things that we do here at the team at Streamline Property Buyers when we help our clients. Um, 
very interesting information. So keeping in mind, as we said, there's a lot of things that take into account population, uh, the rural side of things, higher density, shopping centers, you name it. There's so much involved in that and you can actually um, knuckle, tighten it all up as you do your searches as well. So hopefully that's been good information um, and we've solved a few crimes there for everyone. <laughs> but um, I will let Melinda wrap it up as usual. It's been good talking. Um, thanks very much for listening. Till next week, thanks very much and bye for now. Yes, thank you for joining us once again, everybody on the Brisbane Property Podcast. As always, we hope you have enjoyed this episode and the content that we share. If you have enjoyed the episode, we would love for you to leave us a review on your favorite podcast player um, and also share this episode with friends and family, especially if they're looking to buy in Brisbane anytime soon. I'm sure that the online crime maps will be a helpful resource for them. As always, we look forward to speaking with you again next, next week. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.